Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. As I open up these services, I don't know if I'll do it next week or not. I really never know. Like I tell you guys all the time, I don't pull my messages off the internet. I actually write my own messages, actually pray over my messages, and God gives them to me. Just as much for me as they are for you, it's probably more for me than they are for you, the messages. But I want you to know that as I open up these, this message series, the reason with, with what people would consider to be politics, I guess, but for me it's just the heartbeat, the pulse of the world. I want you to know the reason why I'm doing it is I want you to know how we are supposed to fix it. I want you to understand how we're going to fix it. The idea is not to just sit there and roll around in the mire of this world, but come, to up, to, come up with a solution on what we're going to do as a church. And I don't just mean foundation church. I mean the church worldwide. I mean the church everywhere. I mean the actual church, the remnant that is still alive. It is my belief that most of the church is not alive. I just want you to know that. I'm not saying that they're going to hell. I just don't think that they're alive. I don't know who's going to heaven and who's going to hell, but I can tell you a whole lot more people are going to hell than they think. Because they haven't heard the Bible, doesn't get preached at their church, hasn't been preached at their church for decades, and they're completely comfortable with it. So let me go with this now. I want you to just know the pulse of the world, and then we're going to look at the solution to it all. How many of you know that the Capitol Police now has a larger budget than Atlanta and Detroit? Why is that? Do you ask yourself that? Why is it that the Capitol Police has a $460 million budget? Because they're planning satellite offices throughout the country to investigate white supremacist terrorism. It should be anybody who voted for Donald Trump. That's absolute fact. That is not hyperbolic. That is absolute truth. That is what's going on. What Capitol Police Department has 2,000 sworn officers for a two square mile jurisdiction. And they are gonna have a budget larger than Atlanta. Ever been to Atlanta? <laughs> why is that? Why is that happening now? It's the same reason why COVID is happening now. It's to control people. You need to understand this stuff. You need to know what's going to happen or what could happen and what you're going to do to fix it because you can fix it. NBC boss, just to let you know some other things, cultural things, NBC boss makes a big Olympics prediction as viewership plunges. This is from Fox News. The Olympics viewership is down 47%. <laughs> 47%. The NBA is worse. It's exactly, now that's the proper response. Some ways we respond right, some ways we don't. Seems to me like the church gets very, very offended by certain things and then not offended by other things and it all should offend you. The opening ceremony for the Olympics had the smallest audience since 1988. It's because they got men competing in women's athletics and they're putting out commercials acting like they're Jesse Owens. Jamming it down your throat. White House chatter, this is from Jack Posobiec. 
White House chatter is that lockdowns for Delta variant are all but done. Virtually all blue states are cooperating with the White House and the CDC. They're aiming for late, for late second week of August. Just so you know, it's out there. You need to stand. I mean, flat out stand. If some people will not have the guts to tell you this. Now listen, I, I want to put, put a predicate on it. I'm not talking about people's private property. They can do what they want. If they want to tell you that you got to wear a pink tutu to go into their store, then, that, I mean, don't go in unless you want to strap the pink tutu on. There's not much you can do about it. But I can tell you in every area that's public, you need to stand. And I'm including if you have to get your hands put out behind your back. And what else are you going to do? You're just going to keep on yielding and yielding? If you watch the podcast, you've heard me say this before. Democrats move the line and Republicans hold the line. What do I mean by that? It's as simple as this. Take, air, take airline travel. It used to be, remember, remember the days where you could travel on a plane wherever you wanted? No mask, no vaccination, nothing. All right, well now what they said was you had to wear a mask, right? Everywhere you go, 12-hour flight, three-hour flight, mask, full whole time. And they're like masked Nazis. You just pull that thing down to take a sip of water. They're on you like the Seinfeld episode. Swarm, swarm. <laughs> remember that in the bookstore? All agents, swarm. Well, now what happens is, so you have to wear a mask everywhere. Well, then the Republicans come in and say, you know what, no. If you're vaccinated, you don't. And look at us usher in freedom. No, what happened was the Democrats moved the line to complete tyranny. You brought, so you just use a football analogy. The Democrats brought it to the goal line, you backed it up to the five. We still lost 95 yards. And the, and the Republicans think they're righteous. Now, I love Ted Cruz, but that's what he's pulling right now. All mask mandates need to be down if you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, Ted, no thanks, Ted. Love you, no thanks, man. As you've yielded, and that's what they do. Democrats move the line, they move it to the extreme of the extremes. The Republicans pull it back from the breach and say, look at what we've done. No, we're almost to the goal line for the Democrats. You backed it up a couple yards, but you yielded 95. That's what they do. If you saw the podcast last night, you know some of this, but Dr. Scott Gottlieb, MD, he says, post-vax Delta breakthrough infections. This a breakthrough infection is somebody who gets infected with COVID post-vaccine, which is happening all over the planet, more so than people who have not been vaccinated. Post-vax Delta breakthrough infections are infrequent, he says. And when they occur, they're typically shorter in duration. None of that's true. But why would he lie like that? Because he's on the board of Pfizer. <laughs> Do you know that? He, the, the CNBC, NBC expert on COVID? Just pull it. All you got to do is go to his Twitter page. It's right there. Board of Pfizer. That's all I did. Took a screenshot. He's on the board of Pfizer. These people all know each other. You know that, right? It's all just a massive circle of power and influence. Massachusetts, vaccination rate for Massachusetts is 64%. It's about 15% higher than America, which is 49%. So they're 64%. They're good little doggies up in Massachusetts. Yeah, I just said it. Come here. Come. Seven, now they have a 64% vaccination rate. But 75% of their new COVID infections are people who are vaccinated. 
And, and Joe Biden repeatedly goes up on his bully pulpit all the time and says, and so does Scott Gottlieb, so does Geraldo Rivera, say that it's a pandemic of the vaccinated. 75% of their new cases in a state that's 64% vaxxed are people who are vaccinated. By the way, that does not come from me. That comes from the Massachusetts Health Department. Pfizer says, though, Scott Gottlieb, that a third dose of the vaccine strongly boosts immune uh, response to COVID, to Delta. <laughs> How funny how that worked out. They're set to make $34 billion this year. Scott Gottlieb's on their board, right? And, and by the way, you know who else is on their board? Is the, it, one of the advisors for children's vaccinations is also on the Pfizer board. <laughs> so whenever you hear, you know what, this thing's really shaping up great for kids. You get past the the myocarditis and all the deaths. It's great for people. Biden's Surgeon General, this is all the month of July, said today, which was two days ago, that even fully vaxxed people should mask inside their own homes. Hey, come on, man. We're only 18 months of the 15 days to flatten the curve. This is off the COVID subject for a second. It's really not. As they make you mask, register, vaccinate, the, the southern border is wide open. They're set to have 2.3 million people cross the border this year. Canada border is closed. You can't get in here if you're a Canadian. And there are, you know what they'll say? I saw this on Sean Hannity. No, it was on Dan Bongino. He had a, one of the Biden administration experts on. And he said, so you support the closure of the Canadian border, right, to stop the spread of COVID. And the guy goes, yes, I I firmly support. So you would support the closure of the southern border. And the guy stopped talking. (laughs) Do you see it? Anybody who's ever tempted by any of this garbage, you need to know that the people that are speaking to you are galactic liars with a globalist agenda of tyranny. You're like, Tom, you're a right wing Alex Jones. Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't care anymore. Say what you will. But exclusive audio, this is from NBC News, which immediately took it down because I got it for the podcast. Aaron tried to pull it up and they took it on and off their own website. They put it up yesterday, took it down yesterday. Exclusive audio from inside Fort Bliss Bliss is where they're storing thousands upon thousands of juveniles, illegal immigrants. Yeah, I said illegal immigrants, illegals. Exclusive audio inside Fort Bliss reveals managers openly admitting there has been inappropriate sexual contact between staff and the migrant children housed there. You know what their response is? Just like the Catholic Church, just remove the staff member. Don't fire them, just separate them. They committed a heinous felony, a sexual battery against a child, and your response is not to call the police? Your Biden administration, brought to you by Joseph Biden. If it offends you, any of this offends you, just go join the Democratic Party. I don't care. Here's an article from Gina Collada out of the New York Times. In a sense, now remember, she's fully supportive as an Anthony Fauci worshiper. In one sense, the world got lucky with the new coronavirus. By sheer chance, scientists, this is in the New York Times, just happened to have spent years. Just Look at her spouse, the propaganda. I mean, is her last name Goebbels or Collada? Should be Gina Goebbels. 
just by sheer chance, scientists just happened to have spent years studying coronaviruses, developing exactly the tools needed to make COVID vaccines from their gain-of-function research as soon as the virus's genetic sequence was published. Strange. But, when, but what will happen if the next pandemic comes from a virus that causes some sort of Lassa fever, sudden strain of Ebola, the, ne the ne Nipah virus? Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, is promoting an ambitious and expensive plan to prepare for such nightmare scenarios. It would cost a few billion dollars a year for five years for the first crop of results and engage a huge cadre of scientists, he said. That's the Fouch, the garden gnome. The idea is to make prototype vaccines. New York Times now, not Alex Jones, New York Times. The idea is to make prototype vaccines to protect against viruses from about 20 families that might spark a new pandemic. They got you planned out for the rest of your life. Using research tools that provide successful, that prove successful for COVID-19, researchers would uncover the molecular structure of each virus, mRNA, learn how, where antibodies must strike it and how to prod the body into making exactly those antibodies, mRNA vaccinations. I don't know if anybody you saw, his name is Dr. Malone, the developer, the inventor of mRNA technology, came out and said flat out, that's the Pfizer Vax and that's the Moderna Vax, which are the only two available in America since they, they sidetracked Johnson & Johnson. He came out and he said, the viral load created by mRNA vaccinations makes those who have had the vaccinations have a much higher viral load than those who don't. That's the developer. The developer of the PCR test came out and said they don't work. And that's what everybody depends on. They're depending on things that the inventors themselves say don't work. And they tell you to trust the science. The Pentagon gave $39 million to a charity that funded coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Source, Jeff Carlson. Do you know that? The military, the United States military, gave basically directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology $39 million. That's a fact. So don't worry, it's all about your health. Get your mask back on, peasant. Here's the numbers. Everybody heard, here's 700,000 people have died of COVID, right? Here's the numbers in America. 500,000 of those are people in their 70s or 80s. You know that? And they want, to, they want to vaccinate your kids. How many zero to 10-year-olds died of COVID in the United States? This is CDC stats, which I'll read you something very interesting about them in just a minute. Keep this in mind. 175 total out of 350 million people. And they shut down the world. Two people have died in Australia. They shut down the entire province of Victoria. Two. You think it's all about your health still? In the UK, five times more children, this is from PragerU, five times more children died from suicide than COVID in the last year and a half. But, but get, that M, get that mRNA vaccine inside your kid. This is in the US. These are stats from the United States. From March of last year to March of this year, one year, 5.1% of hospitalizations were in the ICU. How many of you are hearing that now? 
We're going to be overrun. Hearing it? It's all the same Goebbels propaganda every time. You'll have some doctor come out and say it. You'll have all the, we're being overrun. Help us, right? Well, here's the stats. In the worst of COVID, 5.1% of hospitalizations actually went to the ICU. 95% did not. Where am I getting these stats? CDC. 82% of hospitalizations had comorbidities. They had something else wrong with them. And even with that, in those 82% of hospitalizations in those that had comorbidities, so they go into the hospital, they have comorbidities. They have a heart condition, they have cancer, whatever it may be, their death rate was what? They're hospital. These are not COVID cases. These are hospitalized COVID cases with comorbidities. How, how often did they die? 1.9% of the time. CDC. When I say CDC, that's Goebbels. It's even better than this. Percent of deaths in hospitalized patients from COVID-19. You ready? 0.3%. If you were hospitalized with COVID without a comorbidity, your survival rate was 99.7%. Hospitalized, not a COVID case, a hospitalized COVID case. So if you went in hospitalized without a comorbidity, comorbidity, your survival rate was 99.7%. Pretty good, huh? But lock down the earth for that? Shut down all your churches for that? That's exactly the same as the flu. If not better. It's better for kids. The flu is better for kids. I mean, the flu is much worse. COVID is better for kids. All right, percentage of death for hospitalized patients with two to five comorbidities. You're dead then, right? You got two to five comorbidities and you're hospitalized for COVID. You're a dead man, right? What's the CDC stat? Your chances of dying are 1.4%. Six to 10 comorbidities, 2%. You have 10 or more comorbidities and hospitalized, your chance of dying, 3%. And they lock down the planet. This is the CDC. It's right off their website. It's published by the Gateway Pundit. Most everybody who was hospitalized was what? You ought to know this. Don't be destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm not saying you're going to change lives with this. I'm just telling you you need to know. Most everybody was what? Morbidly obese. Fact. Can't be, Tom. It can't be that many people. Do you know how fat America is? I mean, listen, I'm fat. I'm just saying it. It is what it is. I can't see my belt right now. There's a layer blocking me from seeing my belt. I'm not, don't get, Tom called me fat. Well, if you're fat, you're fat. Just, you are. I called myself fat. You're fat. I had apologized to my daughter. I had to take my dog in the pool. I had to pull my shirt off real quick. I said, sorry, you had to see that. <laughs> She's like, Dad, I've seen you fatter. That was her response. <laughs> Israel, let's see how good the vaccines are working. In July, 31 people over the age of 60, out of millions, remember that, 31 people over the age of 60 in the month of July died in Israel of COVID. All right, they're completely locked down. You have to have a green pass to do anything there. But of course, that has nothing to do with Revelation 13, right? They can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their green pass. 
Your COVID vaccination paperwork, you carry around your clever little pouch everywhere you go. Eventually, don't worry, they'll make it nice and easy for you because it'll be marked on your forehead or on your right hand. Just go, and go right past you, have a nice little QR code. Perfect for you. They can track you everywhere you go. So the elites, what they want is to form a world where there's haves and have-nots with nothing in between. That's why they've closed down all the small businesses. 60% will never open again. In the United States, 60% of the businesses that closed for COVID will never open again. You drive around Florida right now, we think we have it good because we do, but there's closed businesses everywhere. You know what I'm torqued about? They closed the KFC in Northport. I love that place. Checkers is closed. I know, that's, where, that's, where I, that's what matters to me. Checkers, KFC closed. It's inconvenient for me. They closed El Primo in Northport. You're going to have to Baker Act me. That's where I get my chicken wings. So 31 people over the age of 60 died in Israel of COVID-19. 25 of those deaths were fully vaxxed. Six not fully vaxxed. So that could be people who had taken at least one shot too. Critical, critical patients and critical care, there was 220-ish, 230, about a little under 230 in critical, out of millions, remember that, millions. Critical care in, in July in Israel, 182 of them were fully vaxxed. Out of 230, 182 were fully vaxxed. 46 not fully vaxxed. But get that vaccine, right? 81% of deaths in Israel over 60 were fully vaxxed. Israel's 7,700 new cases, 72%. uh, Oh, wait. I have a percent too close to it. 7,700 new cases Remember, it's cases, 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 right? In Israel, remember what Israel is, fully masked, fully vaxxed, completely locked down, right? But yet they still have 7,700 new cases. 72 of them, not 7,200, not 720, 72 of them, 1% of those cases had natural immunity. 40% were fully vaxxed. So only 1% of those cases, everybody else who has natural immunity is just fine. They're losing by 39% to natural immunity. The vaccine's losing by 39%. And they want to jam that vaccine. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there might be one person that needs to hear this. Remember I told you about the COVID stats when it comes to kids. Listen to this. CDC, this is from March of last year, March to this year, March last year to March of this year. 2.5% of death certificates, this is from the CDC website, have a cause of death that could not plausibly be linked to COVID. But they still count them. They put on their own website that 2% of those 700,000 cannot be plausibly linked to COVID. What about all the ones that could be plausibly be linked? But get this though, the numbers go up for those under the age of 18 where it's 35.2%. Of COVID deaths of people under the age of 18 cannot be plausibly linked to COVID, but they're still counted as COVID deaths. 
on the CDC website. 10.2% for those 18 to 29. Trust the experts, they say, right? Trust the experts. There you go. That's it for now. Keep an eye on the Thomas Rents lawsuit, which is alleging 45,000 additional COVID deaths on top of the 12,000 that Varys has already reported. Keep an eye on it. Tom, Thomas Rents, a very, very esteemed lawyer, has filed a federal lawsuit. This lawsuit has been taken up as a whistleblower and a sworn statement. One more thing out of Israel. The effectiveness of the vaccine is saying, they're, they're claiming that is now under 40%. 60% of people admitted for COVID into the hospital in the UK, 60% are fully vaxxed. That's what's, do you hear the latest out of Massachusetts? I may have already told you that. 75% are all new COVID cases. It's where we're at. So what are we going to do about this? We live in the midst of lies, and we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So what are you and I to do about this? I can tell you this, that everything that I just did there, if you sit me in a room with a bunch of vaccination maniacs, a bunch of people that are part of the branch COVIDians, everything that I just read will do nothing. Because it's a religious service for them. They're evangelizing. You had Lloyd Austin, the uh, Secretary of Defense, come off a plane two days ago. He's fully vaxxed. Everybody that he's touching is fully vaxxed. And he's got a mask on with a full spit shield. And he's only fist bumping everybody. There's nothing you can do to reach that guy. Not nothing. And I, what did I just say? There's nothing you and there's nothing I can do to reach that man. Not a thing. I can read, you're like, Tom, then why are you into the facts? That's for you. I give those facts for you so that you know. It's very easy to stand when you see that everything that they're spouting is lies. That, I'm giving that to my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not evangelizing with that. The podcast is not to evangelize. If it happens to save a soul here and there, that's great. But that's not the purpose of it. What we're going to talk about now is how to evangelize. Facts don't work. I'm telling you, try it. I've been in the arguments already. It doesn't matter how many, whether I'm arguing with a family member or whether I'm arguing with somebody online. It doesn't matter. You can give them all you want. They have faith in what they believe. They're committed over facts. They're committed to narrative and agenda. It's just like trying to communicate sometimes with an evangelical Christian who wants to bend the Bible to their favor and you can give them Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse has no impact. So what do we do? Paul had the answer, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. He said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. He wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to convince Jack he said this, I don't, I don't use wise and persuasive words. Now, he won a few souls, right? Like in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, at that time when you really couldn't travel very well, you want to go from here to uh, Dallas? Well, that's six months. <laughs> he said, well, I didn't use wise and persuasive words. What does the church do today? Wise and persuasive words. What does the church do? What does the church do with deaths? 
higher flute players and criers? The exact opposite of what the word of God preaches is what the modern church does. That's why they're all closed. And if they're not closed literally, they're closed spiritually. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Paul was not a great orator. He just demonstrated with the Spirit's power. You know who else did that? Jesus himself. If you want to change things, you are going to have to emanate God. God is going to have to be pouring out of you. I want you to think of it this morning as that you need to smell like God. You have to wield his power. I want you to prove to me. Nobody sent me any scriptures this week. I challenged you. I challenged you last Sunday. Send me scriptures where it says people are won by love. Show it to me. You better know it now. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. If you're going to come to me now, you better be well versed. Where? Where does it say that people are won by man's version of love? Look how sweet we are. It doesn't say, it doesn't say you win the loss that way. It, say, it says in John chapter 13, verse 35, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It doesn't say that's how you win people. Does it? Show, show me the scriptures where Jesus went on and just wrapped his arms around everybody. Just love you. Oh gosh, what do we need to do to be saved? But what does the church do? The opposite of the Bible every single time. They form their own version of love and look at us evangelize. That's not how Jesus evangelized. He evangelized the same way Paul did. Demonstrations of power. Now, if we're going to amen it, we got to start doing it. I'll show you the path. You want it? It's not comfortable. A lot of you are going to amen that. Yeah, I want it. No, you don't. You need to pray first. I want it. But you need to decide whether or not you want it because it will not be comfortable for you. You will go through the fire if you want to operate in the fire. Acts chapter one, verse eight, how does God want us to share him with him? God knows that the best medicine for anybody is is himself. He doesn't need our kindness. I'm not, am I saying not to be kind? I'm saying if you're gonna be kind, be kind God's way. If you're going to love, love God's way, not yours. Our way of loving is like our version of grace. A lot of people's version of grace is just get, let, the, let the same pattern of behavior go on and on and on and over and over and over again without consequence. Uh, we're just issuing some grace right now. No, you're enabling. See the difference? God's grace in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. That's not the grace, that's not the grace that most Christians preach, is it? No, they preach fresh starts and new beginnings, which means nothing. He wants you to witness with him, not you, not me, not with my facts. You know how you witness? Some of you might get tired of me telling you this, but Pastor Rodney's my pastor. Rodney Howard Brown's my pastor. I was up there twice this week for the fire conference. And I just, I go in there, and I told you this before, but I just go in there, I start, start bawling. 
It's not comfortable for me. I, I'm actually concerned at times and looking around because a lot of people there know me. They know I'm kind of a fireballer, podcaster, Bible thumping, hardcore preacher, and I'm just weeping. You know what? That's what the Spirit wants. That's what the Spirit gets. Knocks me off my feet, knocks me off my feet. Are you all right with that? Some of you are thinking, now listen, some of you are okay with that, but when he tells you to alter your life, you're not good. I'm great with crying in the altar. I'm great with goosebumps. I'm great with even being slain in the spirit. Whatever it may be, you're fine with all that. You're fine with speaking in tongues. But if God told you to tell your child to quit his soccer team, you wouldn't do it. It's so important. That ball bouncing around, boy, that's really, you know, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? But you know what? That's really important. That ball bouncing around is really important. Right? That's a lot of Christians. They draw their own lines. Yes, Lord, I am fine with the Holy Spirit's goosebumps, but not his conviction. If you, wanna, if you want the miraculous, here, here's a, I'll lay the groundwork for you. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Not goosebumps. Goosebumps are great. Feelings are great. Crying is great. But power... And that's what you use to witness. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Then, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. You don't go with kindness that said power. If he wanted kindness, he would have put kindness. Because God's kindness is power. God's love is power. He would have said, you know what, everybody develop your own version of kindness and love and go witness with it. Wouldn't he? He didn't, he said, but you shall receive power. But Christians are like, you know what, yeah, you know, I, I love the Holy Spirit, great, I love speaking in tongues, you know. But then he comes in and tells you, you know what, why don't you stop being weird? No, God, that's my identity. It's ruining your life. You're like, Tom, why do you always talk so much about weirdness? Because there's just so many daggum weird Christians. You're a freak show. Some of you are amen and are one of them. I don't know who. I don't know all of you. If I get to know you, you probably won't survive long in the church. They come to me for a leadership spot. You want to bring your tambourine in here? Your palm branches? No. Your flags? No. Anything to draw attention to yourself? No. What about the Holy Spirit here? Not you. Not interested at all. A lot of Christians, they think that that, you know what, weirdness is the Holy Spirit. It's not. He would not sit there and make you so weird that nobody has anything to do with you. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm not of this world. You're not of heaven either. What world you are is your own. You're a Martian I'm from your own planet. Stop talking. Get in a prayer closet and ask the Holy Spirit what you should do. If you have no fruit, there's a problem. How many Christians emanate power? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. How many people emanate? Remember, that's almost like smell. Oh, here's the definition. Emanate means this, to flow out 
issue, proceed as from a source or origin, come forth, originate, to send forth, to emit. How many Christians emanate the Holy Spirit, in other words, emanate power? Not kindness, I said power. When you walk into a room, the atmosphere should change because you're so anointed. Not because, oh, there, you know what? There's the Christians. They're just the nicest people. They're so sweet. We're all going straight to hell. We have infirmities that they're not healing. But you know what? They're sweet about it. That's great. Now, what, what most Christians emanate is worldly love, worldly kindness, and worldly grace. It fits their, why do they emanate that instead? Because it fits their narrative. It fits their agenda in life. I put a little list together. You know how I love lists. Where Christianity suddenly bends, number one, Christianity suddenly bends around their worldview. I see this all the time. People get saved and they're moving forward with God. Something changes in their life and their Christianity has to wrap around that change. He's the Lord. I thought you said, out of Romans chapter 10, verses nine through nine and 10, I thought that it's Jesus that we confess as Lord. Not our Christianity starts to wrap around our worldly agenda and our worldly narrative. Christianity suddenly bends around um, offense avoidance. Where you, 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 well, you know, the ultimate form of Christianity is to not offend. That's where most Christians are. That's why they're all closed, spiritually or literally. Everything is gauged by how it will land with people. Well, how's this going to land? If I, how many of you think that that is how I put together my messages? <laughs> I wonder how this is going to land with people. No, I sit there, I pray over it, and then God pours it into my mind. And it's just as bruising for me as it is for you. I don't sit there and go, how is this message going to land with people? But how many, how many pastors can say that? How many pastors, when the COVID came, said, you know what? It doesn't matter how it lands in my church, we will stay open. Amen. That's what you're supposed to do. It's not even supposed to be a thought. It's supposed to be breathing. Breathing is not an accomplishment. You're supposed to preach the word instantly. Now, whether it's popular or not. Now, you don't gauge how it's going to land with people. A lot of people are in one or more of these scenarios. They're offended. This is why they, this is why they gauge what's, what they speak. This is why they bend Christianity around themselves and around their nerves, because they're offended, because they have a new group of friends. They don't want to be hated. They want to be loved. They want to be accept, accepted. They're stale. They're burned out. They're distracted. They're weird. They're closed out. They're hard-hearted. They're unteachable. Do you know that that's most people? They're unteachable. You can't teach them anything. Do you know how many people that come to me for counsel and everything, every, their response to everything I say is I know? Oh, I know. I know. I mean, if violence was allowed in Scripture... I honestly think that's what they need, to wake them up. They come to me for counsel, and then everything I tell them, they say, I know. Then why are you here? It's like Adam Kinzinger. 
out of Illinois, bawling on Capitol Hill with the cops of the Capitol Hill compromisers, cops that were up there. He goes, you won, you, you held the line. Then why are we having a hearing? If there was an insurrection, they obviously didn't hold the line, Adam. You bootlicker. Then why are you coming to me for counsel? If you know everything. Oh, I know. You don't know squat. Look at your life. When I used to go get counsel, when I was a younger Christian, not that I wouldn't get counsel now, mainly if I'm married, now I say just go to hope. <laughs> but I used to have pastors that I'd go and I'd speak to at my church in Orlando. One of them was Pastor Norman. I'd go and see him. I didn't go with him telling me, oh, I know, I know. I'd go in there and start bawling with whatever stupid thing was going on in my life. And he found it, I think he found it funny. It was always really stupid stuff, but to me it was very important as a 19-year-old. Brand new Christian, didn't know what was going on. But I didn't, I didn't go to him with, I know, I know. Why are you going to counseling if you know everything? People want to be seen as loving, so they bend the gospel. They want to be seen as kind. They want to be seen as compassionate. Well, how was Jesus kind and compassionate? Do you ever think about that? How was he kind and compassionate? Only through power. Show me how he wasn't. He fed the 5,000 how? Through power. Everything he did was through power. His kindness was always in power. Not with word salads. Not syrupy verbiage. A lot of people come to some sort of non-spiritual, non, I want to make this clear, non-Holy Spirit epiphanies. You know how many times I've seen this in this church? People come to these epiphanies. You know what? I've come to a new discovery. As soon as people start saying that, that makes me as queasy as hearing people are going into business together. <laughs> You're like, Tom, it bothers you when the people in church go into business together? Yeah, it does. Big time. Because I'm like, oh boy. See, friends just destroy their lives, destroy their friendships over it. I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong. It just is. That's why, you know, I go into business with nobody. Not here. You're like, don't, isn't Jeff Tomas your finance guy? Yeah, but I just, Jeff here. There's no business involved in it. But they come to these new spiritual, when anybody comes up to me and says, you know, I just, I've really discovered something. I'm like, oh man. Sometimes it's good. Most of the time it's not. <laughs> Colossians 2.8 comes to mind. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. They come to a new, a new mentality, a new discovery, a new epiphany that's not the Holy Spirit. This, word, this, is, this is why we are in the state that we are in. Our epiphany, our revelation should be the Bible itself. So how can we, how can we line up the Bible with the worldwide church response to tyranny? You can't. I mean, think of the stupidity of the Romans 13 Christians. I, I, got, I got lots of messages from the Roman 13 Christians back in March of last year. Uh, you know, you're supposed to be submitting to your ruling authorities. I don't think what you're doing is very Christ-like. Oh, really? 
Don't you send money to the underground church in Iran? Don't you? Don't you send money to the underground church in China that's not obeying the ruling authorities? Don't you smuggle Bibles into Saudi Arabia? That's not obeying the ruling authorities. Didn't Jesus get arrested? Didn't Paul? Didn't Peter? Didn't John? Didn't Stephen? Didn't Joseph in the Old Testament? First of all, we don't have ruling authorities in America. We have a piece of paper called the Constitution. That's what you don't violate, which is what all the Christians violated. Under, under the guise, of, under the umbrella of kindness and being a community partner and good neighbor. Bible tells us this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, 2 Peter 3.17. Explain to me how the modern response to this, to this virus, to this tyranny, because it's not about a virus. It's about ushering in a new world order where you can be marked on your right hand or on your forehead. If you can't see that, pastors, if you are watching and you can't see it and you, haven't, you have not repented of your COVID caving, you are blind. You're blind. How can you not see it? Because they've been carried away. They've been carried away by the error of lawless men. And if they are not careful, they will fall. Because the day of the Lord does not come unless a falling away comes first. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. And nobody sees it. I yelled and screamed about it last week. I won't do that again to you this week. But why is nobody preaching this? Except for a few. What else happens to Christians? 2 Timothy 2, 26. That they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. You have Franklin Graham telling the world that the vaccine has been sent by God. That's an absolute fact. Endless churches are vaccination centers around the world. Around the globe. Vaccination centers. They took the PPP money here in the United States. Well, you will do what you're told. Get on your knees, put your mask on, roll your sleeve up. You're like, Tom, this sounds an awful lot, a lot like politics. Not politics. You are to stand in the word of God at all times. Unequivocally, you do not, you do not back off for one second. You respond with the Bible. They come to you with a virus, you respond with the Bible. What's the Bible's response to a virus? Bind it. Done. I'm done. I'll go enjoy my life. Yeah, that's how I counsel everybody. Just so you know, people probably think I yell and scream at people when I'm counseling them. I don't. I tell them what the word of God says, and I say, now go enjoy your life. That's what I've done. Nothing's changed for me. Not one thing has changed for me over the last year and a half, except for people have inconvenienced me at times. Everywhere I go, I'm unmasked. You will have to tell me to put it on, even if I'm on private property. Never strap that thing on. And then I, I, it takes all that I have to not have a mocking countenance about myself. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to say I pulled it off because I don't. I, I honestly look at people. 
I stand in line, I murmur with hope. Can you, can you believe these people? Can you believe what's going on? How stupid can you be and still breathe? How are you out there pumping gas alone at a gas station with a mask on? Just shove that gas line right up your own caboose and turn it on flow. Clip it on to where it flows to. Maybe something will purge. Do it. Go all the way, man. Just like Paul said. You're going to be a compromiser? Just clip them. I wish you'd just go ahead and emasculate yourself, is what Paul said, and people think I'm mean. You're going to go out and you're going to preach circumcision? No, just take them off. Like all the other gelding pastors that close their churches. Just clip them off. Just make the commitment. You're going to live like a gelding, then be a gelding. 1 John 4, 1. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Is anybody doing it? You don't test this when they tell you to strap a mask on, to take an mRNA gene therapeutic vaccination that's experimental on a good day, poison on a bad? Do you test that spirit? That's not a spirit. These are healthcare workers. Healthcare workers? You believe them? I just gave you all the stats. I remember early on in the whole COVID crisis, when I was still stupid, I was going back and forth with some nurse, assistant nurse, or whatever you call it, not a full nurse, not an RN, but somebody who assists them. And she's going, you know, yeah, we're on the front line. So I did some research. Front lines of what? I did some research. There was a total of 32 COVID patients in Sarasota and Charlotte County. And I'm like, front lines of what? I tested the spirits. She's a liar. Just like that doctor that came out. You ever see that testimony on social media? Doctor came out and said, I'm seeing patients. And they're on their last breath. And they're begging and saying, I wish I would have taken the vaccine. She needs to be researched. I want to see how many dying patients she was really with. Oh, they would never lie. Yes, they would. They're people. Cops lie. Doctors lie. Christians lie. Pastors lie. Study to show yourself approved. Find out. Deuteronomy 5.32, therefore you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. What do you do? Exactly what the Bible tells you to do. If it's inconvenient, you do it anyway. Well, my wife will be mad at me if I do it. Do it anyway. I'm trying not to go off on that subject right now. Uh I just don't understand how full-grown men are scared of kids and women. I just don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Well, my wife will be mad at me. So? If you're right, you're right. And same with you women. Well, my husband, you know, he'll be mad at me. Who cares? You stand in the word of God. I know people that used to attend this church, they don't go because their spouse said, if you go, you know, you'll be infected with COVID. You can't come within six feet of me. Great, fantastic. Probably what, it's probably how it was anyway. <laughs> probably zero contact in that house. If he's so stupid, if he's that stupid, 
There was probably zero contact policy in that house to begin with. How about people just make stuff up as if it didn't exist before COVID? You know, you were, it was a lousy marriage before COVID. It's worse now. Ephesians 4.14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. See, what many people do is they start to add and subtract from the word of God. Romans chapter nine, verse 20 says, but who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Who are you to take away from the word of God? Well, I'm a Baptist, so what? I don't care if you're a Baptist. Well, we in the Baptist church, we don't believe speaking in tongues, so you just subtracted from the word of God then. Told explicitly in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, to not, to not deny prophecy or the speaking of tongues. Oh, that all ended in the book of Acts. Where's that? I don't see that. I mean, I read the, I've read the book of Acts many times over. I never saw, and this shall end on this day. <laughs> and you base your entire theology on that? You miss out on a lifetime of spiritual gifts because you're flat out wrong and would never let the Bible get in the way of what you believe? Who are you to talk back to God? God wants you to prophesy, get your mouth open. God wants to lay you out, let him. Deuteronomy 4.2 says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, period. Proverbs 30 verses five and six, Tom, what does this have to do with power? If you're not doing these things, you'll never have it. If you are somebody that just goes, and and you're not not, uh, unequivocal, you're somebody that, you know what? You know, I can be moved, moved. I told you this before. There's lots of single people, they're solid Christians until there's a dating option because they have a golden calf in their life. You don't add to the word. You don't subtract from the word. Proverbs 30 verses five and six says, every word of God is pure. Listen, he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not to his word, lest he reprove thee, correct you, and you be found out to be a liar. That's what's, you know, this is why you go into all the COVID caving churches right now. There's no power. They might be full, I don't know, a lot of them aren't. They might be full, but there's no power. You sense an anointing in this room, you do. You're like, well, I don't, well, you're wrong then. You're not led by the Spirit of God, you're missing it. There's a power in this room that doesn't exist in 99.9% of the churches in Inglewood, Sarasota, and Charlotte County because they all turn their back on the Word of God. They add it to the Word. They subtract, well, we didn't really add. We weren't in there writing in, writing in our Bible new things. You did, you added or subtracted because when the greatest chance of your life came to stand, you didn't. And they hate you for doing it. They're jealous. And when they come at you and they start spouting their stupid verbiage, understand that they are just jealous. All those, all those pastors in Tampa signing their petition to make churches non-essential. Yeah, I said it correctly. They did, right after Ron DeSantis said they were going to make it, that he was making them essential. After the arrest of Rodney Howard Brown, all the pastors in Tampa could put together a nice, nice petition to petition the governor to make them non-essential. Right? I've told you that a dozen times before. 
compare their services to the ones at the river. I was there on Wednesday and Friday, Wednesday and Friday night, Friday night, 2,000 people sitting there, if not more, sitting there outside. Wednesday night, Friday night, Friday was bigger than Wednesday. You barely stand in there from the power of God. Compare that to the COVID caving churches all around the river. There's nothing. And all that it would take, and if you're watching, Pastor, and you're already offended, offended because I called you a gelding, then get over it. Still want you back. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is just get out in front of it and say, you know what? I was wrong. Revelation 22, 18 and 19 says this, for I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, the book of Revelation. If anyone <clears throat> adds to the things, God will add, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the, prophet, of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. God doesn't want us adding. Many will never emanate God. Why? You smell like the world. <laughs> you stink. You smell like the world. Everybody stinks when they come in from outside, right? That's the way you're afraid to say that. It's true. <laughs> you know, your kid walks in from outside. They've been running around outside. They stink. They smell like, the, they smell like <laughs> outside. I stink when I come in after I'm walking the dog. They smell like the world. They'll never emanate God. I'm telling you right now, most Christians will never. I hope that's not the case in this room. Don't let it be you. Don't, don't choose soccer games and minivans. They lead to vaccinations. The compromised church is because people were using God as an accent to their life. A little salt and pepper in their life instead of being their life. That's not the gospel of Jesus. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. Is in two places in scripture. One in the old, Deuteronomy 4.24, and one in the new, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. The Lord your God is a consuming fire. He's even a jealous God. He's even named Jealous with a capital J. Many will never emanate God. Because their agenda is too important. Right? See, I didn't, you've got to watch the second part of this. I'm going to keep you a little longer than normal. Because I'm going to hope to get to a part that tells you how to change. The key to it all, in case I don't get there. The key to it all is the Holy Spirit. Amen. you got to let him in. Most of you don't, by the way. I know you think you do because you're Pentecostal. I speak in tongues. Lots of tongue talkers, the most worthless Christians I've ever met in my life. There's somebody raised in it. Yeah. You can, most Christians, though, will never emanate God. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, 
Having how? How do you become a partaker of the divine nature? Is it specific, Tom? It's very specific. Look at the end of the verse. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You will never be a partaker of the divine nature if you are half in the world and half in the church. I'm not saying you're going to hell. See how sweet I am? If you've departed from sin, your sins are gone, you're going to heaven. But you'll never be a partaker of the divine nature if you've still got a foot in the world. You'll miss out. And you will cry in heaven over it. Because you're not getting another chance. There's nobody to evangelize in heaven. Who are you going to win? You're going to go up to Paul? Hey, Paul, you know, I've been reading about you my whole life, man. Great job, by the way. Great job. You're doing really nice. Really good. Do you know Jesus? You can evangelize. You're going to go up to the heavenly host, crying out, holy, 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 day and night for centuries, for years, for millennium, for millions of years. Hey, do you guys know Jesus? Can you pull your wings off your eyes for just a minute? I want to share the gospel with you. There's nobody to evangelize up there. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to be impacting, turning this world upside down. But you can't do it with kindness and love. You do it with power, which is God's kindness and love. Most Christians will never know this partaking of the divine nature. They will never know it. But here's the scary part. You ready? The scary part is all the while believing they're on the front lines. They believe they're on the front lines. They'll go to their graves like that. How did they get this way? Because they have no root. Luke chapter 8 verse 13. They're choked. Luke chapter 8 verse 14. They're entangled. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. All the while believing fervently that they're deep, they're oxygenated, and they're free. And they're not. With absolutely no fruit to prove it. I've been around so many Christians that believe that they're advanced spiritually. If you never win the lost... If, you're no, if you have no influence, if you're losing your children, you're not advanced spiritually. Why don't you just accept it? I have. There's areas of my life that I know I'm a disaster and I just say it out loud. Why don't you? Because pride goes before a fall. So you're setting yourself up for a fall and destruction. What I'm talking about right now, I'll try to finish with this. So I'm talking about deception. This is what you call pride. It's what you call idolatry. And it's what you call powerless. What did we bring, not this church, but what did the worldwide church bring to COVID? What did they bring? Was, it, was the response power or was it deception, pride, idolatry, and powerlessness? Which one was it? And now these same responses are being brought to vaccines and vaccine passports. Look where we've gone in 18 months. And this is what's being brought to tyranny. We have to change. We in this church, we brought the Bible but now we've got to bring power. We're not going to change anybody without it. We brought wise and persuasive words. That's what we bring on the podcast. You know how many people have one on the podcast? Zero. 
We had support for the church. It's helped to grow the church. But we're not evangelizing there. Not trying to. It's not the purpose of it. But my life needs, about, needs to be about what your life needs to be about is emanating God. Not staring at screens all day. Here's where I'll finish. And I got to the place where I wanted to, thank goodness, even though we're mega late. You're going to have to contact, and this is where we will launch the second service. You're going to have to engage the Holy Spirit. And he's going to scare, I'm going to use the C word, the crap out of you. Because most of you have God in a box. You do. What I do now is I go, God, whatever you want. If it destroys my reputation, it destroys it. If I have no ministry, I have no ministry. Whatever you want. There's certain safeguards. You don't have to be, Lord, whatever you want. If you want me to die in a plane crash, I'll die. That's stupid. That's not the Bible now. See, now you're being stupid. <laughs> Lord, if you, you know, if you want to take me with COVID just to show everybody how broken I am now, you're stupid again. It's whatever God wants, which would be, which is what the Holy Spirit wants, but the Holy Spirit only speaks this language. You're going to have to engage the Holy Spirit who is going to turn your world upside down. If you lay around all day, what's the Holy Spirit going to tell you? Get up. You stare at screens all day, what is he going to tell you? Your whole calendar is full, what's he going to tell you? Clear it. No, we just don't have time. We're, you know what? You're going to be one of those that never partakes in the divine nature. If it's all up to you and what's comfortable for you and what, what goes through your, through your filter, through your strainer, you will never partake of the divine nature. That's why most of us don't. We don't ever melt. How many people have melted a tumor? How many people have raised the dead and given sight to the blind or even won a single soul to the Lord? All the advanced Christians out there that never won a soul. How are you an advanced Christian and never win some one person to the Lord? And I'm not talking about your three-year-old that has no choice but to get saved in your house. I won one. I won't have weeping and gnashing of teeth because I did win one. I didn't bury all my talent. Finishing with this worship team, make your way. You're going to have to engage him. And he's scary. Because he doesn't, he's not worried about what you think. He has his own agenda. All the gifts and all the callings lie with him. He may make you fervently Pentecostal. Right? You see the faces I'm seeing right now. It's pure fear. <laughs> see, you're afraid. Why are you afraid of God? It's alter, that's how you know it's not a cult. I'm not telling you to do what I say. I'm telling you to engage with the Holy Spirit. Well, Tom, isn't that complicated? What do you have to know? What do you do? You ready? Here it is. This is deep and theological. Ask him. Holy Spirit, I want you. The Holy Spirit comes in. You know what? I want you to work less and pray more. Uh, we got this to pay for. You give the Holy Spirit the tithe of your time. He'll make your time quality, not quantity. You do that with your business. You do that with your business. You guys can start playing. 
You do that with your business. Instead of putting all your time into your business and you put your time into the Holy Spirit, he'll quadruple your business out of nowhere. I told you that about this church, right? For years and years and years. And I'm not saying this isn't or wasn't a good church. It's always been a Bible-thumping church. You guys are playing so freaking quiet. Can you turn up the volume? Come on, let's go. Let's go. There you go. That gone, man. It's like distracting. It's like you either play or don't play. It's like a gnat in my ear. Just... But all you have to do is ask. And what will happen is you'll be on the Holy Spirit's timeline. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking Him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.